Destinations Beyond Expectations is powered by Group Experience. Visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. Welcome to DBE. This is Stevie G, and you are listening to the podcast designed for students of travel. Make sure to check out Destinations Beyond Expectations at dbetravel.com. That is the podcast's official website, and it has some great blogs, the entire episode library, a button to support the show through Patreon, and a lot more. No matter if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher, I invite you to hit that subscribe or follow button. And if you can rate and review, that really helps this show bubble up in searches. Of course, Destinations Beyond Expectations is on Facebook and Instagram, so pop over there and give the show a follow. Why is the city of Montreal beloved by tourists from across the world? Well, those who have traveled to Montreal rave about the world-class food, stunning European-influenced architecture, and a variety of unique experiences the city has to offer. My guest this week is travel enthusiast and blogger Alicia Chu from AliciaTenise.com. And today, Alicia is joining me for a conversation that highlights some of the best things about visiting Montreal. I really enjoyed my chat with Alicia. She brought up some great ideas that you may want to experience on your next visit to Montreal. So let's go ahead and jump into my interview with Alicia to learn more about this amazing Canadian city. Alicia, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. Thank you so much for uh, joining me today for this conversation. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I'm doing great, and I'm really excited about this week's topic. Um, so on today's show, we're covering a city that I've personally never been to. Alicia, of course, you have, and that city is Montreal, Canada. I've heard wonderful things about Montreal. I know there's European influence in the architecture and the culture. How would you describe the city of Montreal to someone who's never been? Oh, my gosh. Well, um, the first thing that comes to mind is that Montreal is one of the most underrated foodie destinations, I think, in the world. It's definitely one of my top three favorite places to eat in North America. So if you are somebody that really enjoys great cuisine and, and drinks and, and you really just want to have that foodie travel experience, Montreal definitely needs to be at the top of your list if you haven't gone already. I love it. And I know we're going to talk about the food a little bit later on. I'm really excited to hear more about that. But uh, let's, I guess, can we talk a little bit about like time of year to visit? Do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, I know Montreal is a place that gets cold in the wintertime, but maybe that can be, you know, create some great opportunities for some winter activities. But I guess what time of year uh, do you think would be a good time to visit Montreal or different times of year? Yeah. um, So the beauty of Montreal is I really do think that there are multiple times of year that you can visit and still have a great experience. Uh, One of my personal favorite times to visit is in the fall. So out of all the times that I've been, I've been several times in the month of October and I, I wrote a book about fall. I love everything fall. So I'm a little biased here, but it is just such a beautiful scenic city in the fall. You've got the foliage and the temperatures are really quite perfect. It's it's not too hot. It's not too cold yet. 
Um, you know, you get to wear your fun jackets and everything like that, but it's just such a great time of year to go. There's nothing wrong with going in the winter either if you can withstand those temperatures. And um, they actually do have tunnel systems in Montreal, so you don't have to expose yourself too much to the outdoors. But I will say the only downside of visiting Montreal in the off season is that some things are closed. So you might not be able to get the full experience of Montreal. For example, there are some really cool rooftop spots that'll close uh, right, you know, once like October ends um, and November begins. That's when you start seeing shutdowns of some rooftops, some of the rides and attractions that the area has to offer. So it, I think it really depends on what you want to do. Um, I think Montreal is beautiful, cozy, quaint in the winter, but summer and fall might be two seasons that uh, a traveler might find more appealing. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for that insight. And one other thing I wanted to ask you about was, you know, language. You know, I know French is spoken quite frequently in Montreal and the surrounding area. And I've always been curious about how that all works. Is English also pretty common? And is it helpful to at least know a few basic things in French uh, if you're going to be visiting? Yeah, so English is widely spoken in Montreal. So if you aren't a fluent French speaker, you'll definitely be okay visiting Montreal. But I think it is a sign of respect to at least just include a few French words when you're entering an establishment. So, you know, just going, you know, bonjour, bonsoir, uh, when you greet somebody in Montreal, I think it really does go a long way. And after that, you can pull them aside and say like, hey, I, you know, I speak English and they're totally fine with it. But it's really interesting how locals react if you at least try to speak a little French. <laughs> um, and and they know how to speak English. You can definitely converse. But I think to be polite, I think that you should at least greet folks in Montreal with basic French greetings. Absolutely. Can you talk a little bit about getting to Montreal, whether that be by air or on the ground? Yeah, absolutely. So I have flown in um, a few times to Montreal, but we also have friends who live in upstate New York who are very easily able to drive up to Montreal. So if you live in the Northeast, that's definitely something that's easy and you can, you know, just pack your car and get up there. But for, I think the majority of people who are listening into the podcast, flying would be the best option. Their airport is really fantastic. There are um, so many different flight options available. And there also is a train option as well. Um, so if you would prefer to take the train instead of driving or flying, then that's also a really great option too. One of my favorite parts about your Montreal guide is all the vibrant, wonderful pictures that you included. Can you describe, I guess, you know, like the vibes of the city in terms of things like the people, architecture, and just the overall feel of what it's like to actually walk around Montreal? Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, Montreal was definitely an easy city for um, us to photograph. Uh, all of the photos that you see on my blog were taken by my wonderful partner. His name is Tom McGovern. Um, he's a professional food and hospitality photographer. But honestly, even if you're just taking pictures with your cell phone, it's just such a beautiful city to walk around and be in. 
Uh, what I love about Montreal is that it feels European in a sense. It doesn't quite feel like you're in North America. And maybe if you live on the North America continent um, and you are able to fly out to Europe for some reason, this is a really great middle ground. It has such beautiful European influence and it is just truly one of the most magnificent cities that I've ever been able to walk through. Um, you do have a little bit of modern architecture as well incorporated in Montreal, but if you are walking around the old city, it just looks like you could easily be in, you know, somewhere in France or something like that. Um, so I really love all of the different influences that Montreal has and really all of them combined just make it to be such a beautiful, beautiful city. You know, since you've been to Montreal several times before, I want to, if it's all right, I'd like to ask you to share a few of your favorite things that you've had the chance to do um, on your trips to Montreal. Absolutely. Um, so I think we touched on this, but eating is definitely one of my favorite things to do in Montreal. There are so many fantastic restaurants. And one app that I really like to use when I'm in Montreal is there's this app called Diner. So I, I'm pretty sure it's specific to Canada. Um, so I usually just like download it when I'm in Canada and, and you know, just remove it off of my phone whenever I go back, back to the States. But it helps you get last minute reservations at some of the best restaurants in the city because some of the restaurants are a little hard to get by. But by using this app, I was able to get some really, really cool reservations and explore some really amazing spots. Um, so the eating, just everything culinary is definitely one of my favorite things to do. I am also a really big Formula One fan. And as if you're a Formula One fan, you might know that there is a Grand Prix in Montreal every summer. And it's really cool because that track actually is a free and open park for the rest of the year. So you can easily travel there and you can walk the Formula One track, which is so cool. But that park also has so many different things going on. They have different concerts and festivals. It's very lively and it's just such a cool escape. You get really great views of the skyline, but you're also in this really cool, um, just little, just little nook of nature, which I absolutely love. And then one other thing that we really like as well, if you go to the old port in Montreal, that's one of the most picturesque areas. And I've had so much fun visiting there. That is where they have the huge Ferris wheel. So it's the old port Montreal. And then the Ferris wheel that they have in town is called La Grande Rue de Montreal. Um, so that's right there. You can go zip lining in that area as well. And again, that's a, those two are seasonal activities. So if you're coming in winter, they're not going to be available. But if you come in spring, summer or fall, then you'll be able to take advantage. And you can go. But in the winter months, you can also go ice skating there. Um, there are just so many things that you can do at the old port. It's just really fun. And honestly, I love the people watching there too, because it's really, really great. Um, so that's definitely, I, I would say those are my top three things to do in Montreal, but th there's so many other activities that you can take advantage of. The, the possibilities are really endless. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I loved your answer. I mean, the formula one track, I would have never guessed that there's stuff out of like out of you know, the, the race calendar that they actually use that venue for. So that's really cool. But, you know, I want to loop back really quick to food. 
you're a foodie. You you said Montreal's such a cool you know town when it comes to the cuisine and the food scene. Can we dive into that a little bit more? What exactly is it about Montreal that makes it such a cool foodie town? Is it like is it a very worldly type of cuisine? Is it a French Canadian heavily influenced cuisine? Tell me more about like the restaurants and the the dining and the food scene around Montreal. Um, so I think one of the reasons why Montreal's food scene is so great is because they definitely have the French influence in their cuisine, but then they have the comfort Canadian edition of it as well. So those two types of cuisines blended together is just absolutely beautiful. And there's this one restaurant. Um, oh my gosh, it's one of my favorites in Montreal. It's called Au Pied de Cochon. And they have something called a PDC dinner. And it's this really great mac and cheese type dish. And it's just, it just feels like comfort food. And it's great. Please, if you, if you are like looking to be on a diet, maybe, <laughs> maybe Montreal isn't the best place to go. But um, if you're looking for really delicious comfort food, Montreal has so much of it. And another thing that makes Montreal super unique is that it's Canada. So there's a lot of maple syrup. And I think that the ways that some of these restaurants utilize maple syrup in their dishes is just so cool. And then you're just getting fresh maple syrup too. And there are so many different farm to table options in Montreal and Quebec in general. Um, It's just all just a perfect perfect combination of of flavors and culture and it blends together so so nicely and another thing that i really love about the montreal food scene is the cocktail scene is also very strong here as well i've been to some of the best cocktail bars in the world in montreal uh i the the the, not only the is the food are the food programs at these restaurants really strong but the beverage side of it as well oh my gosh they're just some seriously seriously super talented bartenders and mixologists that are in Montreal. So I would definitely take the time and go to a speakeasy or a cocktail bar while you're there because you will not regret it. Love that. I mean, Alicia, I really enjoyed reading through your Montreal guide and listeners should definitely check out your website, aliciatanise.com. Tell the listeners more about your blog and what kind of topics you write about. Absolutely. So I have been blogging next month. It'll be 12 years since I started my blog. And I do, I like to do a mix of things. Um, I love travel and I love food. And whenever I can merge the two, that is just my bread and butter. So I, I produce a lot of travel guides, but they definitely have more of a foodie focus on them because I think traveling to eat is, you know, one of the best parts of traveling and getting to explore new cuisines and things like that. I also, um, got my W set certification in wine during lockdown in 2020. So wine is also a huge part of what I do. So, um, in addition to foodie travel guys, I also really like to go on a lot of wine travel adventures as well. Um, so if you're looking for just kind of a safe space to learn a little bit more about wine, I do not try to make wine pretentious or stuffy or anything like that. I just genuinely love it. And I want to encourage other millennials and 
Gen Z folks to love wine as well without some of the pretentiousness that the industry has been known for in the past. Um, so those are a couple things that I talk about. And um, my blog actually started as a fashion blog too. I don't do it as much now, but um, I have a little bit of hints of, of fashion in addition to the the, the culinary and the, the travel aspects that I share on the blog as well. It's a great blog. Listeners, definitely go check out alishatanise.com. Um, let us know really quick, too, where we can give you a follow on social media and stay up to date with your travels and your blog. Absolutely. So on social media, you can find me at Alicia Tanise on pretty much everything. I really have been enjoying my time on TikTok lately, but I do have some of the staples like Instagram and Twitter and whatnot. So wherever you're using social media, you can find me at Alicia Tanise. All right, Alicia, I do have one more question today before we, you know, call it a day. Destinations Beyond Expectations is the podcast designed for students of travel. And I always like to ask this question to guests that come on the show for the first time. Would you consider yourself to be a student of travel? And if so, can you maybe share a lesson or just something you've learned uh, through travel or because of travel? Ooh, I really like this question. I really, really like this question. Yes, I consider myself to be a student of travel. And one of the coolest parts about travel is that I'm always learning while I travel. I, even though I travel quite a bit now, I still feel like there are so many experiences that are yet to be had and different life lessons that you learn from travel as well. I think that one of the biggest lessons, and I actually learned one of these lessons going to Montreal and and France quite a bit, but I think that respecting local culture and doing your research ahead of time is very, very crucial when you travel. Luckily, I had been taking French for about, I, I took French for five years in my grade school days. So I do have a pretty great basic understanding in French. And it was such a stark contrast when I would travel with some of my friends to either Quebec or to France, when I kind of noticed if I was greeting somebody in French, then definitely people would, you know, be a little more kinder to me and a little bit more easygoing to me versus when I had a friend who just straight up, you know, didn't even attempt to speak the language. And didn't try to learn the customs or anything like that. Um, So I think it's really important uh, if you're going to a a foreign country, yes, you might not be fluent in the language, but at least educate yourself, learn proper greetings, proper, um, proper, you know, goodbyes, things like that. And also please just follow up on, you know, just like tipping culture. Cause I know that it's different in every single country. Um, I'm based in the United States. And I know that tipping is definitely expected, but there are some countries where tipping could be seen as a little rude or a little off-putting. So um, there are just some, definitely some basic things that you should research about a country before you go and definitely try to at least make small attempts to speak the language, even if the language is hard. I find Portuguese to be very hard, but when I, when I was in Portugal last year, I was, I was definitely trying. <laughs> um, and I think they heard me trying and, and, you know, gave me a little grace, but yeah. Um, I know it's, it could be vulnerable to put yourself in that position to speak a language that you are not familiar with, but 
locals notice it and it's it's much appreciated. I 100% agree with everything you just said and it's like, you know, they don't I don't think anyone expects you to be perfect when you go somewhere else, but if you're at least showing that effort, right? Like you you show that you're trying to speak the language, you're trying to be a good guest. If you're putting in that effort, I think that really goes a long way with with locals. Um, you know, not just in Montreal, but probably all across the world. So Alicia, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show and talk more about the wonderful city of Montreal. It was so great having you. No, thank you so much. Um, I really had so much fun talking about Montreal and it is seriously one of my favorite cities on the entire continent. So, and I, right now I'm plotting my next trip after this conversation because it's just such a, such a unique gem. Love it. A big DBE thank you to Alicia for joining the podcast. Make sure to check out the show notes to find more information about alishatanise.com. If you're a fan of Destinations Beyond Expectations, don't forget to share the show with a friend and subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. If you want more DBE, you can visit dbetravel.com to find all the episodes, some fun travel blogs, and more. Well, that is all I've got for today's show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon.